Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This is West Beach of the Plasmatics, and when I want to check out all things Kiss, I listen to Time and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Pressing the button, Star Broker Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me an ice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck That's all. Talking about 617 You do? Hey, fuck Do you like Yes. Settle down. Um, what's going on? This is Peter North, and I am wishing you a happy 49th birthday, my friend. I'm coming to you from Jim, and uh, 49. Still young this day and age. Come on. So just relax, settle down, and enjoy your birthday. All right? Um, I love horror shit myself, like movies and, and books and, and stuff like that. That's that's a go-to for me. We have one thing in common anyway. But uh, you have a great 49th birthday, and uh, take care. God bless. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 182. Kiss, story of their songs, reels. And what you guys just heard now was the better of the two cameos provided to us for my birthday and Tom's birthday by... Patreon superstar Jim Riley. So, how you doing, Peter North? Oh my goodness! Uh, first, let's start off with a uh, huge, huge thanks to everybody out there for the wonderful birthday wishes, including Zeus's amazing post about us and uh, you know all that stuff, and of course, Jim Riley giving both of us birthday presents. Washed up, dirty old porn star cameos. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, Peter North was looking rough. Peter North must be like, what? But Jim, let me tell you, we love you and we love it. That that's you get the show, my friend. That was amazingly awesome. Oh my god! Yeah, that was like. Oh, <laughs> I'm wondering between you and I. Yeah. Okay. Who the fuck got a worse cameo? You with getting Peter North a guy or me getting the 400 generously saying she's only 400 Lisa Sparks. I don't know. See, I think what would have been good if Jim could have coordinated the two of them doing a cameo <laughs> and having it end and, and having it end with, you know, a little bit of some special. <laughs> And them getting back to work. Yeah. Put, yeah. P- Peter North put a little bit of syrup on those flapjacks. 
I know you want this cinnamon bun. <laughs> Let me top it off for you. This is why we tell people no children. <laughs> and no, don't listen to this in the car. Don't do yeah. it. Casada. He's giving me a guilt trip that he listened to our episode with his kids in the car. And uh, supposedly someone was fucking swearing every fucking 20 fucking minutes. Who the fuck was who the fuck was doing that? (laughs) I don't know. Some fucked hard. (laughs) How's that? All right. So enough about my birthday, which was great and everything. Tell us about you had a little road trip with some kiss connections to it, right? Yes. In the sense that I went to Virginia Beach, home of. Maybe the worst kiss CD this side of Unmasked. Yeah, that was a shouted out loudcast reconnaissance mission to figure <laughs> out why that was so horrendous. All right. So I drove from Boston. I drove down uh, Saturday. No, I left Friday, uh, three o'clock, four o'clock. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to leave at one o'clock. Sure, I am. I left at four, somehow ended up in Jersey. And I stayed in a fucking hotel where uh tip the hat to Courtney Croning Spencer Cook Dold fucking Kulik, <laughs> who kept me entertained with a uh wait a minute, a what bitch fest. <laughs> oh, we were just bitching about shit and talking gossip as usual. Okay. Uh that night. And while, while I was listening to meth deals going on outside and scared I was gonna get shanked, my poor kid. Oh, gross. Just what were you, what were you, gross. Were you, were you staying near Casada? He lives that, in Jersey. That's why I'm like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> Meanwhile, a couple times on this trip, the George Washington Bridge on one of them and another bridge, I think the Delaware Bridge. Holy fucking panic attack going over them. Yeah, and I can't then, do that either. As oh. I'm driving and I'm talking to you, all of a sudden, my cousin texts, hey, I'm because I sent him the ways you can share the trip. Yep, yep. He's like, oh, hey, you're coming up on like what may be the one of the world's longest bridges. You're going to love this. I'm like, what the fuck am I coming up on? And you know where you're fucking looking at ways and you're going over a bridge? There is no land in sight. Yeah. For like 17 miles, I'm on this bridge going over. No, I can't do that. The Chesapeake Bay Bridge. I fucking, I'm, I'm just like, like the biggest fucking panic attack nerd holding on dearly with two hands on the steering wheel like don't talk to me don't touch me don't say anything i'm not looking at the sides i'm just driving straight i'm just driving straight only panic attack that's me with bridges i can't do bridges the worst tom is i look to the left on the other side not the there's two different bridges it's not like one two lanes yes on the other bridge traffic for about five miles i would have jumped could you imagine being stuck on that bridge high no. above the Atlantic Ocean? No. I assume that's the Atlantic over there um, or some bay or whatever. And you're fucking stuck in mile four of no. 17 miles and you're not moving for an hour on that bridge. No. And the funny thing about this story is that you wanted to drive to Nashville for Cretius Fest. I bet you it'd be a lot easier than that. Uh, it was uh, nine and a half, ten hours. I did the trip and, the, and I'm like telling you, you're like, and I started talking to you a couple of times on the phone. You're like, yeah, don't panic. You know, this and that. And I lose the call. I'm like, he probably thinks I just drove off the bridge because <laughs> the call would just drop. Um, 
but it made it to Virginia Beach, stayed a couple of days. My cousin's got a beautiful place, a beautiful, use the roller, beautiful place right on Virginia Beach, right on the ocean, literally nice. on the ocean. So awesome. we just his back, his back porch is right on the Atlantic Ocean. Got a beautiful pool. Loved it. Was telling him all our kiss stuff. And um, shit was blowing up, Tom. We're going to get into that all oh weekend. And he's just like, at one point, at one point, he's just like, I don't understand. Is this all because of like kiss? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part was when me and you talking while you're on your way to Virginia and your, your young daughters in the car going, wait, are you guys, you still talking about kiss? Is this about kiss? No, no. She goes like this, Tom. She goes, like, I was telling you the drama and there's all this shit and people fucking yelling, oh, 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 whatever. And we're going over this. And she's like, like shaking her head. Like, you guys are like just a kiss podcast. Like, like, what the fuck is all this shit blowing up? Like, what's wrong with you and your people and your friends? You're like a kiss podcast. You're insignificant. What the fuck? <laughs> Look at you. You have a kiss, you have a, kiss a woman in the lips. <laughs> you over there. You over there. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just what the fuck. Anyways, uh, the trip was excellent. I uh, I got back. You had a, a wonderful birthday, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. From a lot of well wishers and stuff. Yep. Um. I'm glad for you, my friend. I, I always hate the fact that I'm a little bit older than you by a month or so. A month. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You'll uh, be hitting 50 before me. Yeah. And my gift for you and fuck Amazon and their fucking shit uh, <laughs> is coming. Uh, it'll be here soon. But it's always one of those things like my brother used to buy me DVDs and shit like, oh, here you go. I'm like, I have that. Here you go. I have that. Oh, here's a new book. I have that. Hey, that's never what know. it's like for you. So I have you never, to think. You, you never know. I'm going to get him something that I, I like, that I love him to like. And he'll be like, oh, thanks. Great. <laughs> Throws it across the room. You did that. You did that for Christmas. I think you got me Johnny Cash and Elvis. Yes. Like, and I don't have I don't have either one of those. I love them. And a white snake, right? Uh, did I get you a white snake? Yeah, uh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That's something you've been playing a lot of. <laughs> no, dude, that was that was Christmas. I can't remember. I, 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 I you would not believe. With my mom staying with me, she's like, I think another package came. I think it's another record. I'm like, that's all that comes to my house now. Another credit. It's incredible. Another record. Yeah. It's from BMG Collection <laughs> House. Columbia uh, House. This is Jorge Plantes on it. Is this for is you? There, is there a chode gelati living at this house? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot to get to. Yeah. And what we always do is we always go backwards before we go forward. And we like to always reminisce about the episode we just talked about. Keep it alive and make sure it gets the love that it deserves. And last week, we did a little, little episode that uh, kind of blew up. Blew up a lot more than uh, we, I mean, we thought it was going to be kind of a big deal. But uh, I was actually grateful that our episodes dropped on Saturdays because me and you were on the phone a lot after yes. the episode dropped. Yeah. And I was driving. So, yeah, literally, I fucking edited that video, like got it done at the last minute, hit edit, fucking got in the car and left yep. and uploaded it. And so and then all shit broke loose while I'm on the road. Yeah. By the way, if you see me doing this, it's because the dog's barking. I'm trying to like shield it. So just in case you ever oh. see me doing that. Yeah. Guest appearance. Scout. Scout. Hello. So we did a poll like we do every week. We had to get a little creative with this because 
Last week, we had Roy Dam on to talk about the uh, mysterious Sam Loomis, or maybe not so mysterious. Who knows? Um, so we just kind of threw a poll out there, a fun topic of discussion. And uh, we just said, if uh, more of these videos were to be leaked, what would you want to see? Uh, and the options were something from the Dynasty era, Creatures of the Night era, Animalize era, or Reunion era. Hey, and Tom, again, be- before you oh, jump on that, yeah. one of the things I do tell people, because you don't use Instagram, but you should. Okay. See, that's your way of being a creepy, dirty old man without being a creepy, dirty old man. Well, I just I follow her for her Instagram stories. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I sometimes with our episode drops, I'll put on the story, whatever your story is, and I can put a poll. Yeah. So and sometimes we do the same poll or sometimes we do different. So you might want to look at our story on Instagram, people or follow us on Instagram and you can see what our poll is like. I did something different. I put what's the best part of the Sam Loomis uh, videos, the videos or the drama. And that came out. Sixty one percent said the videos. Oh, come on. Kiss nerds should be voting for the. Exactly, buddy. So for this one, no, but for this one, though, so it was Dynasty Creatures Animalized Reunion. Again, we always talk about the ace cult. There is a creatures cult out there. Uh, People are obsessed with this album. And and if you don't know where we stand on it, go back and listen to our album review. You might not be happy with that. Uh, But Creatures ran away with it 50%. um, Dynasty, 29%, 13% for Animalize, and 8% for the reunion. Um, uh, since then, no new videos have, have been leaked. Nothing's been happening there. So who knows? Uh, tons of tons of feedback here. Um, I'll try to I mean, we'll go through it. Some we'll go through some specific stuff. Um, but generally speaking, there was some very, very uh, heated discussions, both on social media and um, privately with myself and Zeus and you know, some people who shall remain nameless. Yeah. And a few of the players and behind the scenes. Yeah. Now we should say, and we'll say it just as loudly as what Roy did when he was on the show. We spoke to two of the people. Uh, one of them was like named in passing. I don't even know him. I didn't even know him beforehand. So I didn't think anything of it. Um, and, you know, he's reached out to us and he categorically denied any involvement. I know nothing about this. I'm not involved. You know, I've got a reputation out there. I'd appreciate if you guys would clean this up or do something. And we said, yeah, not a problem. You, you're denying it. We will put up some news that you've denied it. Yep. We're doing it again. He's mm-hmm. denied it. Now, that's one. The other one, originally, the person that was named in this, uh, he denied it originally. and He had kind of reached out to us, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen where he's denied it, too. And one other thing. <laughs> We love our loudcasters, but it's not really cool for you guys to, you know, bug these people and then share your screenshot conversations with them with us. I know I would be pissed if you asked us the question on DM and I responded and then you ran and told Kiss FAQ, hey, do you know what Tom and Zeus said or Three Sides or Podcast Rock City? Like, I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? If you're my friend, why are you sharing that stuff? Yeah. Like, and again, we love you guys, but that's not really cool. And, you know, if you want to post that shit later on our Loudcasters Facebook page, I'm not going to fucking take it down. I'll be honest with you, Tom. If you want to, you can. We may have a different agreement. I'm leaving that up there. I'm just saying, I don't think that's cool. But 
if if there's a like you know if it's like a freedom of speech kind of thing and we want someone's you know to have a conversation let it go i'll kind of let it go i think yeah my as long as as it's not like racist or fucking homophobic or or something stupid yeah i I mean look, look 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 we all know that the nature of the topic is very you know tabloid style related it's 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 drama uh, it's kiss people, people who listen to us and people who are in the world of bootlegs and videos, et cetera. They knew who or what Roy was referring to. Um, people sink their teeth into that. It's, it's juicy. I mean, we're, we're, we're proud of the episode. Okay. We're proud of the episode. We got insane amounts of feedback, both good and bad, mostly extremely, extremely positive about how it was handled. Um, of course, we got a couple funny things, you know, saying, Oh, come on, give up the name. Um, you know, thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Although in the back of my mind, I wonder whether it was a, a sign of insanity to be even remotely bothered about the whole thing Then we had. So a couple other comments saying, Oh, come on. Everybody knows Roy is Sam Loomis. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so and, and what Zeus is referring to is, you know, people having conversations either privately on DMS or on other channels, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, and then taking those conversations in, putting them onto our Facebook group. Like Zeus said, we're not going to start being like in policing this stuff, but we do yeah. want to make sure that nobody is being kind of humiliated or destroyed without their, without them being aware of it, thinking that they're having a conversation over in place a, and then finding out that place B, you know, it's been, it, it's been kind of co-opted for that. That's kind of the point we're getting at. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. And we're not, definitely not soliciting you guys to do it to us. No. Oh, shit. No, right. No. So we're not saying, hey, hey, why don't you ask him if you get something, send it. To no, him. no, 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 no. And we've no. never had this issue to address. So we're saying it out loud now and we're just telling you about it. OK, yeah, that's just one aspect of this. There's plenty more to talk about. But go ahead, Tom. No, I, I was just saying just just kind of going through the you know, going through the feed. And it's funny. We did, we did get a, a bunch of feedback um, from different people saying, you know. The amount of people that really aren't into the Sam Loomis bootleg stuff. Still loved, still loved the the episode because what they appreciate, what they they appreciate the, the the actual interview, the conversation, what Roy was saying, even if they weren't really caring about the Sam Loomis stuff per se. But Roy got into the weeds on a lot of stuff, a lot of the Kurt Gooch stuff, a lot of the you know the licensing, the rights, all that. So tons of different feedback about people and how they feel about the conversation in general and about how they feel about like the Sam Loomis and Roy's accusations. So Tom, um, how many videos have you seen? I didn't see really any. I've honestly, I've seen bits of two of the videos. I haven't seen any of them in full. Like, again, they pop. Hey, I'm middle of love gun. Oh shit. It hops over to fucking, uh, I don't know. Uh, making love. Like I, I don't need to see clips of that shit moving around. Like, that, that stuff doesn't matter. If you have a pristine concert from 1977, yeah, I want to see that. Right, yeah, I want right. to listen to it. Right. But I'm not going to kill myself over this shit. Or yeah. go fucking insane like a lot of people. I, 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 I just, for me, I get it. Some people are really into this. I enjoyed the fucking drama. Sorry, yeah. I did. Our, our buddy Daryl Albar from Pantheon said, great episode. The Sam Loomis leak story has now gained tinfoil hat status. Perfectly stated. There's another one that you'll like. Polly the Wog he says, I just listened. So, Mr. Jason, Mr. Andy, Mr. Snaps, which one is it? 
Harold Snaps. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then Murph sends us a screenshot from Seinfeld. We need a name. Give us a name. <laughs> um, yeah, tons of different, just tons of different things here. Um, <laughs> our buddy Jerky Jack Broad. Lots of talk about people being fingered in this one. <laughs> yeah, somebody used the word fingered. That was interesting. So, yeah, so that's some Twitter stuff. I know we got tons of action on email and Facebook. If we want to kind of fly through that, Zeus. Yeah, I'm going to read through as much as I can here. Bill Algy um, from, I believe, Ages of Rock, I think. That's right. Uh, very, very interesting fellas. Not sure it answered many questions, but it sure raised a shit ton of them. Great job, guys. Your podcast makes mowing my grass go faster from wow. a fellow podcaster. All right. Him and Murph are cutting grass on those uh, Saturday mornings. Thank you. Uh, Chuck Moore, you guys are great. Glad I found your podcast. Uh, Jerry Greetings. I hope I said your name wrong. I'm sorry if I didn't, buddy. Awesome episode. Yet another reason why you are the best. Uh, Daniel Holler Houston. That was the best episode pretty much of anything kiss related. I have heard in like five years. (laughs) Wow. Excellent job. All right. Wow. Um, so our buddy Mike Murphy, great job, fellas. Usually Roy is very reserved and humble in his <laughs> interviews, but you guys did a massive job pulling him out of his shell and getting him to speak so openly and candidly. Bravo. I love Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Puhalovich. Puhalovich. I think I'm saying that right. The second one. Musachius. <laughs> Musachius. Um, Great show. I salute you for being honest. I'm being honest, asshole. I would expect you (laughs) You to know know the the difference. difference. Brandon Furlong. Why the gooch love? The whole episode sounded like a gooch apology. Lame. Now, I believe Brandon's gone on about six other places and complained about the episode. He he listens to us. The good guy. But he, he's really upset of the fact that he thinks that there's a gooch apology. The guy came on because he knows Kurt and we're going to get the background story of it. I didn't expect him to come on and bitch about gooch. We let him say his piece and explain his relationship with gooch. Yeah, he's been friends with gooch for over 30 years. So, I mean, if that if that came across as an apology tour, I mean, I think we may have heard that kind of sentiment from a few other people. But, you know, he, he's got a relationship with gooch that uh, for a long time. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry you found it lame. And I believe I think he's the guy that said we were becoming corporate, Tom. Yeah, yes, we are. We yeah, we work. We, we work for kissonline.com. That was a corporate interview. <laughs> yeah. If we are corporate, what the fuck? Are all the other podcasts? Oh if we God. are corporate, corporate. <laughs> yeah, we're so corporate. We're talking about underground bootlegging and using code names. Yeah, That's well, how be- corporate we are. Well, because we didn't fucking throw a chair through the screen at Roy. No, you're fucking lying. <laughs> you order the code red? Yes or no? Yeah, you know we challenge them. You can't get a couple words in. It's not easy with Roy. No, we certainly challenge him. Uh I guess somebody fucking uh, Chris Vander Ketchakov. A lot of difficult names today, Tom. That was what awesome. Is it, what is it? V- Chris Vander Ketchakov? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Al DePancio. <laughs> what? Al DePancio. Hey, Red. 
hell to pants you. Um, Chris Vander, no, Vand Ketchikoff. I don't fucking know. That was awesome stuff, guys. And the reference to that other kiss pod, three sides of the idiots, broad grin. Greetings from Belgium. That's why his name is difficult. Sorry, oh. my friend. Hope you keep listening, man. And then Brandville jumps in. Keep talking about us. We love it. Actually, Mike reached out to us a couple times behind the scenes. I Privately. Think he, yep. Yeah. I think he appreciated the fact that I, I don't know, Roy. Roy and him don't get along. I don't know the fucking oh, story. Oh, God, no. They, they do not get along. Yeah, we, we don't know what the fuck it is, and that's not our business, whatever. But, uh, you know, Roy a couple kept times kept saying, yeah, Brandville does it. And I was like, it's not Brandville that collects all this shit. No. It's Mark. And, uh, you know, and he appreciated that we corrected him. Yeah. Anyways. Dominic Vincenzo, Roy Dam. I hope all this footage leaks. Also, Roy Dam. I was the one who took it down off of YouTube. <laughs> oh. uh, our buddy, Ryan Michael Scott Cook, Courtney Dole Smith. Ronan Clayne Kulik. <laughs> Roy has to be your most polarizing guest. Always super entertaining and great psycho reference, Tom. Oh, okay. Thanks. The last four weeks since your return has been great. Different guests. Each episode has been a lot of fun. Also, big props on the layout of the episode. Seems like a small detail, but I really enjoy how the episodes are structured. Poll results, feedback, Patreon, Kiss World, main topic, question of the week, random compliment, but the small details don't go unnoticed. Okay, that is one of my all-time favorite comments from anybody. Because you know what? We appreciate that you acknowledge that because we have put a lot of time and effort into making this like a structured, like a show that you can that you can plan on and be like, oh, okay, now it's time for Kiss World. Okay, now here comes the topic. Question of the week's coming up. Like, I, I love that you noticed that and appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Back in the, like the 90s, Tom and I used to have a kind of a running half serious, half joking affinity for Bill O'Reilly show. Oh yeah. Laugh all you want. And Tom knows I'm liberal. He's conservative. I would watch the show because I would get annoyed by it, but it was smartly set up. He had his segments and it would go. And then you'd look for that part of the segment. You'd go boom, boom, Boom. And it's structured it. And an OCD person like myself, I fucking found that fast. In the back of the book segment, shit like that. And on this week's Pinheads and Patriots, <laughs> we were going to do this. Th- we were going to try to create like a. Yeah. Can I say Kiss Tard? Because we got more comments about that too. Oh, settle down. Dude, Kiss Tard is about being a fucking. Nerdy, spazzy kill. Oh, I got the Largo fucking unseen footage of two minutes and 28 seconds. Oh, (laughs) but we were going to come up, kiss hero and kiss tard of the week. (laughs) So that was one of the things we thought about doing. I'd be interested in hearing your feedback, guys. So we do comment of the week. (laughs) We were thinking about saying, in addition, we'll come up with the kiss tard of the week. A comment and uh, have a in head of the week. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be it. Anyways, that um, that uh, we've had so many unbelievable comments, Ryan. So it's a very high bar. But your fucking comment there is one of the best. Any other time, it was comment of the week. Seriously. Yeah. Yep. So thank you, 
Courtney Ryan, Michael Spencer, Cook, Kulik. <laughs> and then again, our buddy Brandon, that's where he brought up corporate or something like that, something stupid. And then, of course, our buddy Roy Dam goes, oh, yeah. Can you get me on three sides of the coin? I would love that. And then Michael Bramble comes on our page and says, never happened. Why would we have a guy on who's lied about me over and over? Even here, he tried to lie about me, but the host called him out on it. And, and then he said something like, I did catch that. The, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I just find this shit funny. That's all the more reason to have him on the show because he oh, tells yeah. lies. And then call him out on if he's true. But again, everybody runs their show the way yeah, they want. I was to. just going to say that's their show. Exactly. Yep. And there's no reason for us to hate them. There's no reason for FAQ to hate PRC. There's no reason for Matt Porter to take a baseball bat to the fucking, I don't know, decibel geek. Like We can all get along. And speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to Joe Polo over a podcast, Rock City, for talking about our episode with Roy, telling people to listen to our show. Check us out how, with a caveat that don't do it with small children in the cars. <laughs> Joe, because Joe. Joe and, and Joey and, and, and Sonny, they get it. So uh, prop, props to oh, Joe. Oh, and they Polo. have a, a new person on there as well. I, I, her name is Lee. She was at um, Creatures Fest. I didn't meet her. I didn't either. And she no. seems a thousand times better than Pooney and fucking Casada. Well, the bar so, is low there. So, you know. <laughs> well, anyways. Yeah. And that's just the point. We talk about this all the time. Like everybody can. Be you can listen to all our shows. Yeah, it doesn't make it if you don't be have to be like I only listen to PRC. I only listen to fucking the Kiss Room. Right, everybody's different. Everybody has a different you know personality. You can like a bunch of shows. It's okay, and mm-hmm. we don't have to hate each other. No, no, no. There's no hate. Let's be clear about that. There's no hate with any of these guys. Evo Millen. It was like listening to a Gooch rehabilitation infomercial. <laughs> The reasons laid out for Gooch not selling footage was nonsensical. How much it makes no sense at all. It actually makes a lot of sense. Get paid for image rights for snippets of clips for various projects, then sell the footage to deep pocket private collectors for large lump sum cash payments, double dipping. Greed is a nasty thing. Um, That guy sounds like Sam Loomis. Yeah, I I have no problem with what Evo is saying. I I think it's true. Look, I, I said it. After the episode uh, to Tom privately, and I'll say it now, I'm still not sure if Roy isn't fucking Sam Loomis. That, that sh- honestly, that should have been a poll. Is Roy Sam Loomis? Yes or no? I, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it makes sense. But he does adamantly insist that he's friends with him. So we came from it with that. that he'll get us a lot of information. And he, he was a lot of information. And that's his buddy. If he wants to back his buddy up, I don't fucking blame him. But, you know, mm-hmm. hey, hey, uh, did I agree with all this stuff? Yeah, I don't think he gave me a good enough reason to say, you know, why wouldn't anybody just sell that to 15 different people to be greedy? Well, it wouldn't make sense. Why wouldn't it make sense? Oh, it makes, like, perf- it makes perfect yeah, sense. Exactly. Well, who, how stupid would you be to do that? I'm like, they're kiss tarts. <laughs> people will buy it. You mean I'm the only one that has this video of Gene taking a shit in four toilets in one day? Yes. Yes, you are. Loudcasters, Tom, Buddy Lebowski, number one podcast for a reason. Quality work, gents. Thank you. Nice. Charles Mark Eaton, Uh, journalism that would make Geraldo proud. 
but with more integrity. Love the episode, guys. Yeah, Fusion Tech. All right. Yeah, thank you. And then Frank Madonia jumps in and says, Fusion Tech. (laughs) They love that Fusion Tech. Yeah. Uh, Give him some more love there. Uh, Our buddy Joe Decker in Fusion Tech. Sean DeHaan, good on you guys being responsible and showing some integrity. A lot of podcasts could learn from that. Would be good if the people named would come on the show and give their side of things. Within the KISS world, this is a hot topic. People need to remember, though, outside of KISS tards, nobody will ever know or give a shit about any of this. Well said, Sean. Well said, Sean. Yeah, exactly. Brian Robinson, great episode. The soap opera around these releases just adds to the mystique. Um, Graham Richley, crazy stuff. Roy is an inquired taste, but talks <laughs> a lot of sense, too. The whole thing sounds like an in-joke between a bunch of KISS freaks. Well, that's how normal fans with life. Nice. I agree, because I have no idea. Well Sean DeHaan plastered us with five different fucking Harold Snapshot fucking photos. <laughs> Those Canucks uniforms do look like fucking uh, that Judas Priest fucking album. You know, the, the Canucks logo there? Screaming for vengeance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. that logo with the fucking lines going. Yeah, yeah. Over. Yes. Yeah. John Whiteman, something about Roy's voice and the way he speaks makes it sound like everything he says is important. I couldn't stop listening, even though I really didn't know what or who he was talking about. But then I realized his voice sounded like the booger from the Mucinex commercial, <laughs> and I was less captivated, but still enjoyed the episode. I will say I will give Roy credit. He He has a way of speaking that. It, it, it does make you it captures your imagination you want to hear what the hell he's saying yeah he has a little he has a bass behind his voice and he has passion yes. you gotta love it yep. so you know whether you agree with him or not and you know as we always tell him we're gonna push back on you and he's fine with it so god yep. bless him yep and then we'll get something like this justin Steele. yeah great that you get these kind of interviews but this fucking guy is all over the place <laughs> and he's right i know nothing maybe less after listening to his rambling super video collector Dude bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Jeff Kinsley. Awesome interview, boys. Always get to hear from all the parties before creating a mental image of something closer to the truth. I still don't think it's Mr. A, but at least we know now Kurt Douche acquired his stuff. (laughs) Keep up and always good work again. Thanks, Jeff. Have their own opinions. You know, figure it out. Look, do your own research. You know, we had Roy on and we could have other people on later to talk about this. It is what it is. Make your own opinion. We certainly aren't endorsing any opinion. No. Okay. Then, Tom, over to YouTube. YouTube. Oh, YouTube was on fire. So blue away, blue away. Yeah. So YouTube for us is just the audio. We don't put our handsome faces out there. We're not a YouTube channel. We don't do live stuff. We don't do a a panel. We don't say we're the number one KISS YouTube channel. I don't know who that is. But we do say we're the number one KISS podcast, and we say for a reason, because it's true. So um, this blew up. When we do YouTube, we just put our audio up, and we put an image of the logo, and we want people to listen. I do tell people, though, I edit out anything that might be copywritten or yep. have an issue with that. So like I, I don't play songs on this when we do album review crew and things like that. So just so you know, so uh, this episode I think has got the most we've ever had 
although we did have one that had about a couple grand. This is 3,000 views, Tom, yeah. in less than a week's time. That's crazy and for our YouTube. 45 comments. We're not going to do all of them, but no. let's get to some. Montreal Voots. Wow, guys. This show has not missed a beat since you've been back. We all have a COVID casada amongst our friends who we love to laugh with. Having the Ayatollah of rock and roller and his bandmates was a treat and hopefully gives them the exposure they deserve. Then there's the Sam Loomis episode. What the fuck? <laughs> Imagine if a complete video of February 5th, 74 show in Edmonton surface. It's made available to whoever wins a King Kistard of the Ring match <laughs> sponsored by Fusion Tech. Even if the participants included Hulk Hogan, Y2J, Kurt Gooch, Issa Tikkanen, Shane McMahon, <laughs> Harold Snaps, Triple H, Michael Myers, Anthony Perkins, Joe Perry, Jay Miller, oh, Jesus and Zidane Chara, my money would be on Roy Damn Damn <laughs> to come out on top. Keep it up, guys. Tom, you are one strong man. I oh, appreciate that. Thank you. But uh, I'll tell you right now, it doesn't take a lot of strength to do a podcast with your best friend talking about Kiss. It's, but I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, tell me that any other day, that's not, again, another fucking comment of the week. Uh, the Outstanding. The, the competition's getting stiff. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> but maybe we have to, to come up with Kiss Tar of the Week, too, Tom, <laughs> to make up for it. All right. Pete Starrell says, I love Shout It Out Loudcast now more than ever. Oh, all right, Pete. Thanks. <laughs> Our buddy Nige Savage. I don't know, guys. For me, the jury's still out whether, whether or not Roy Dam is full of shit. <laughs> he talks a lot, but doesn't say much. Very rarely gets into specifics. And there are a few instances in this interview where he seemed to contradict himself. Listen, to the interview is fascinating. You guys did a great job, as you always do. But yeah, I'm not sold. Maybe I'm just a cynical old fucker these days. <laughs> and we nice. get a lot of that. and We love it. And Marty did another one of his fucking awesome, outrageous stories. Take a look at it. It's on there. I want to bring people's attention to it. But I just too much feedback to get into everything and read this one there, Marty. So I'm going to skip through it. But take a look at Marty's uh, message on YouTube, guys. Uh, Anthony Stratus, just wondering when Zeus and Lisa Sparks be hosting the pool party on my upcoming SIOL Kiss Cruise. Oh, it's coming soon. Don't worry. All right. DV Paranormal, DVD Paranormal. He put something on here. I, I don't know. It's a long rant as well. I'm reading it. He might be the guy that Roy said, fuck you too at the end of the show. <laughs> unannounced. I didn't know who the fuck he was talking about. So I don't know if DV Paranormal, that's you. But on here on YouTube, he fucking lists a bunch of shit complaining about Roy. And at one point, right, Roy and Roy, fuck you too, dude. <laughs> Like that great line, it's scent of a woman. And duh, Peter, whatever. Fuck you, too. Mr. Antonio 2005. Unsolved Mysteries host Robert Stack would be damn proud of this episode. Didn't somebody named Andy have his laptop stolen before the greatest band movie was set to appear? Either way, it was a fun few weeks while it lasted, seeing all the videos drop. 
Kellen plays. Wow. What a great interview. Been listening on and off for about six months. That was amazing. Just insane. Oh, on another note, condolences, Tom. You are one strong dude. Oh, thank you again with the strength. I appreciate that. But you just you're hearing the fun stuff here, my friend. But thank you. Our buddy Tom Dust. Genius Sam Loomis. <laughs> He's just building up a bust about the existence of the footage. Expect to find DVDs from the Loomis Vault for a sale from your friendly parking lot t-shirt vendors for the remainder of the end of the road tour. Most most definitely. And another shout out, that, that's the great Tom Dust, the creator of our amazing intro music, the theme. Tom is so, the best. We love Tom. Yep. Why not release it officially and split the royalties, you ask? Because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Ah, oh, he's the fucking best. It's all for you, Demon. Great interview. Very cool to look at this through the good and bad points and all the different angles of image rights. Super cool. Take care. Thank you. All right. Johnny, be good. Roy Dam is freaking awesome. Great interview, guys. Laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> Three sides of the idiots. He came up with that. I don't know. Uh, John Essex says, the entire buckwheat has been shot. Can be found on the Saturday Night Live Best of Eddie Murphy TV from the early 2000s. Long live hmm. Sam Loomis. Yeah, John, God bless you. Thanks for chiming in. No fucking shit, John. <laughs> we were saying we can't find it on YouTube. Oh, be nice. He's just trying to help us. That doesn't help me. <laughs> well, you know, the, the library comes equipped with fire exits on the other end of the hall, Tom. Hey, show Dick some respect. <laughs> yeah, just, I know shit. We know that, buddy. We're saying online, like where everything else gets ripped off and put online. Is this the man who wrecked the buffet at the and that's what i got from uh youtube tom what do you got left brother let's fly through some emails here our buddy mike h awesome show goes to show what a unique experience it is to be a fan of kiss what other band has this type of drama associated with it kiss is and always has been more than just a musical act absolutely you are correct daniela blank uh, a cool takeaway from this episode, although not kiss related, was learning that the name of Sam Loomis from Halloween was derived from a character in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho and Zeus. While the city sleeps is a great song. Jesus Christ! As always, great episode. Glad you guys are back up and running and looking forward to what you have for us next week. If he uh, says that's a great song, yeah. I'm curious to know. And who's that email by Daniel LeBlanc? Daniel, you've written to us many times. You're yes. great listener and we love you let me know if there's any kiss song that is not a great song i like I'm curious I, I like while the city sleeps i'm not gonna say it's fucking, great i'm not, I'm not gonna that say song it's great fucking horrendous you love it but i'm just saying i have a feeling he can't come up with a song that he doesn't like if he doesn't oh, he, like can, he can everybody can he can oh, do that. really well then D- daniel you're up for the challenge next week tell us let's hear t- it daniel that t- tell us and then we got a great email from a uh, friend of the show and previous guest, author James Campion. James has an incredible book called Shout It Out Loud, The Story of Kisses Destroyer in the Making of an American Icon. The book is fantastic. Please listen to our previous episode where we had him on. Uh, we talked about that book in Kiss. Uh, and he sent us a great email saying, boys, the Roy Dam episode was excellent stuff. I have zero idea who any of these people are. Although I may be friends with this Loomis character without knowing it, but that was entertaining stuff. I also thought you both handled the discussion well by keeping things on track. 
reining in some stuff and maintaining distance when needed. A fine job. Now, coming from a journalist, an author, that's pretty awesome, James. So thank you. Yeah, James has got his new book about the Beatles song, Let It Be. He's out there promoting it. Um, you can uh, pick it up on Amazon. He's got a, he's, It's on there. You can go to our website, and you can find the episode. We did it with James. Look there. You can go to the link and go right to his stuff and pick that up. But uh, that's a great honor, and James is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then we got a comment here direct from our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. And the comment comes from Derek Loomis. Glad you guys did this episode since other shows won't touch it. It's the most exciting and interesting thing in a Kiss fans world in ages. Ooh. All right. Uh, Tony Smith. I figured out who Sam Loomis is. He's the dude who works at the amusement park. He has a small transmitter on his neck placed there by Abner Devereaux. He, he, was, he was preferred to find the videos and return with them. Since the videos have been taken down, the question is, will Sam Loomis ever surface again? Paul Stanley says, Sam's still in the park. Nice, Tony. Good connection there with Phantom of the Park. Love it. And that's what we got for emails. Let's finish up feedback with a big one, Zeus. You know, there were more comments, Tom, as well, because we, you know, we eventually put up the uh, comment that we said that both the people mentioned on the show uh, had denied any involvement or that they're Sam Loomis or uh, involved with Sam Loomis in any way. And uh, that got comments too. And that was another thread. And I don't want to get into that, but there is one comment that was posted on our loudcasters page. And this goes to, uh, and this was from Downey Morton, any relation to Morton Downey Jr. Pablin puke, whatever he used to call people. Remember that guy? He's in the great classic revenge of the nerds three. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, what is a nerd? We are. We are. So um, our buddies over at Three Sides of the Coin put up the Kiss Army picture, and uh, they made a post on their page. While everyone at the kitty table is yelling and screaming about long-lost cousin Sam, we are over here at the grown-ups table having fun doing our own thing. As we keep getting bigger, blah, 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 blah. We have only 20,000 plays on YouTube, our new outlet, blah, blah, advertise. Great. And we're giving them some free advertise now because we don't care. We're not looking for competition. We're not scared of it either. So anyway, so they put that post. So Downey Morton puts that post on our loudcasters page. And that set off a bunch of shit. And we wanted to comment about it. So here it is. And I'll read Downey Morton's uh, post. To Tom and Zeus, I'm a fairly new listener, about three to four months, and absolutely love this podcast. I normally try and post funny and snarky things, but what I'm about to say comes from the heart. Last week's episode regarding Sam Loomis was this show throwing down the gauntlet and letting everyone else in the KISS podcast world know that you both are the reigning champs. Wow. I'm not sure if what Roy Dam said was true. But sure as hell sounds reasonable and plausible to me. Naming these two other people known in the fan circles was a complete bombshell to those in the know. The supposed number one KISS podcast surely have taken notice. And as you can see, are definitely threatened by what you have brought and continue to bring to the table. Podcast Rock City gave you a big shout out. Of course you would with Joe, Sonny Pooney and 
his 36,000 burner accounts and COVID Casada at the helm. I expect some recognition from Kiss FAQ this coming week, and will be interested if Kiss My Wax comments. I am proud to be part of this community and support the show. Regards, Keith, a.k.a. Downey Morton. And for that, you, Keith, a.k.a. Downey Morton, our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. We're going to be watching you. <laughs> we don't have a comment of the year yet. Maybe we'll. Maybe that'll be a finalist for our year in review. But that's that's amazing, buddy. Thank you. Um, appreciate that very very much. Yeah, what I, I I take from that is yeah, everybody takes these things a little bit differently. Uh, I'm not hearing them say they're the number one kiss podcast. They might be the number one kiss show if they want to encompass their YouTube stuff because that's the numbers. We don't really push YouTube much because that's again, right. Right. Our audio. Mm-hmm. We are a kiss podcast. Okay. And I will tell you straight up once again, you guys reaffirmed it. We are the number one kiss podcast. There's a chart that everybody uses and everybody can see. Okay. Not only with the number one kiss podcast right now, but they're not even being close. So I'm sorry. I'm saying something that a lot of people may not like or don't agree with, but they're not. And you know why? Once again, we tell you is because you guys get it. We right. can talk about kiss and laugh about all the stupid shit they do, but still love the band. It doesn't make you any less of a kiss fan. It doesn't make you like them any less, but we can have a place where we can have fun about kiss. We can laugh about them. We can love them. And it doesn't make a difference. You don't lose your kiss credentials because uh, you like Ace and Peter or you like Paul and Gene only. We have room for everybody here. And, uh, you know, some podcasts get it. uh, Some don't. And, you know, you know, the post that they put up doesn't hurt our feelings. They may say the same thing about us. You know, everybody mentions everybody once in a while. It's how you do it. Um, you want me to psych? You, you want me to psychoanalyze people yeah, again, like go I did ahead, Paul. Paul Stanley? Go, go, go ahead, Tom. Psychoanalyze like you broke down Paul and made him into a puddle of tears when you broke down him. Go ahead. Yeah, that post just is a is a simple indication of the threat that they feel. That's it. We drive the conversation times, Tom. That's we it. Do. That's it. Um, that's okay. That doesn't make anything. I'm just saying that. That's. If, it, 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 that, if, that that that's it. That's all we're gonna say. If PRC had Gene Simmons on, Gene Simmons said that I spoke to Peter and I offered him a million dollars to come on, and Peter said no. That's breaking news. Guess what? And, and we would com- talk about that, and we would commend them, and we would say something. We wouldn't fucking put up passive aggressive fucking posts and say, "Well, we're the number one Kiss podcast." You know what? We'd say fucking kudos to them for pulling that off. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I learned something. You know, and so. Uh, posts like this I get it we're, we're, we're the same way Sometimes we like the drama More than the fucking music Or anything There is a lot of drama about this whole Sam Luma stuff But there's also a little bit of that Kiss podcast little drama that we like We're not fucking fighting with people We're not no. fight with people No, We're not doing it But there's a little bit of upmanship And uh, a little bit of a <clears throat> 
shouldering and uh, trying to let people know. It's it's a little curious that this shit comes out, especially when uh, uh, last time we did something with Roy, all of a sudden uh, the real story about Kiss Vision comes out. Mm-hmm. Now we do this. Now we get, oh, we just did this many listens. All right. Go put up your podcast numbers and we'll put up ours. Okay. And I don't give a fuck about numbers. I'll put up our fucking listeners. Absolutely. You ain't getting fuck- Dude, by the way, Tom, do you know our listeners are now celebrities? I did notice that they're appearing on other shows. <laughs> they're appearing on other shows because so- they become famous on being just being listeners of ours. You know what that means? We're now going to have to start having contractual <laughs> obligations with shouting out loudcast. Remember when tonight show got into that like war because they had that fucking lady that was like, you can't come on the, you come on the tonight show. You yep. better not go on Letterman. Yep. That's what we're going to do for all our fucking. That's listeners. it. Obviously joking. We love it that you guys are part of the fun and that's where else are you going to get that? Yeah. Some fucking guy that comes in comments on our shit. Gets asked to go on podcast to talk. That's about awesome. It. That's awesome. Right. It's awesome. All of that comes back to we have had an incredible run with this stuff. It's increased our stuff. But since we've been back and even well, you know, before that, we've been building up. But since we've been back and now with this, it's fucking incredible. The amount of uh, feedback. And um, I don't know. I mean, bluntly saying, we're the number one kiss podcast, and we ain't ashamed to say it, and we're not hiding it, but it's the fucking truth. And with that being said, we'll remain sitting at the kids' table. Yes. Oh, yeah. Add that part to it. I would 100,000 times prefer to be at the kids' table, and that's just me. You're not wrong for being it with the grownups talking, breaking down the brilliance of fucking lonely is the hunter. I go ahead. It's not a problem, but I would rather be at creatures fest talking about blowing liquid ass into an elevator and fucking laughing our ass off about it. Dude, kids table is where you get Peter North cameos. Okay. And fucking Lisa bag of sand tits. By the way, while I was in Virginia Beach, my cousin taught me something. This was this fucking duck donuts place in Virginia Beach. It's like unbelievable donuts. Fuck, you know, the ones that always give you those gourmet yeah. maple and bacon on top of it. Like, fucking went there. And we were laughing going back. I'm like, this place is great. And he's like, yeah, Krispy Kreme used to be that. He goes, oh, yeah. You check out, you know, about the Krispy Kreme calendar, right? Like, what? Oh, no. There is no a crispy cream calendar. Is it fat chicks eating donuts? Tom, Google it as we speak so people can hear your reaction oh, when you look at 2021 or 22 crispy cream calendar. And I want everybody else to do that oh, at shit. home. Oh, I had oh, no, no idea this existed. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> Dude, <laughs> look at the 2003 one. Have you seen that? The two. I'm sorry. Version. Come on. <gasps> April. April alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It is oh, really man. It is really Krispy Kreme. It's how did you wait satire. until an hour into this episode to bring this up? I told my cousin I would put it on this show. <laughs> I, I thought he was joking. <gasps> the month of April of 2003. What? Oh, <laughs> you realize what's going to happen now. Oh, no. This is going to be all over our social media now. <laughs> oh, Krispy Kreme donuts. Calendar. I was joking when I'm like, oh, fat chicks eating donuts. Oh, 2003. It comes up on the image search. Oh. So I don't know if they discontinued something, but I thought he was joking. I'm like, it, shut the fuck up. It's not, they're not joking. Oh, look at April. <laughs> she was looking good. She looking like a podcaster. All right. Tom, one hour into this episode, let's give a shout out to Patreon members. Oh, Patreon members, as you can tell, are the best. We got guys like Jim Riley sending us Peter North cameos. Um, we have crazy people, uh, Joe Decker. Yeah, Fusion Tech. People like that. Unbelievable group of people that support the show. And if you want to support the show, please take a look at Patreon, go online, look at the app, look at the website, or go to our website. Right in the front, when you go to our website, you'll see Patreon. Click on that. See if any of those uh, categories or tiers, there's four of them, interest you. And uh, we do things uh, along with our Patreon members a lot. The Patreon pick for album review crew is coming up. Uh, we got another couple surprises coming up for our Patreon members, and it supports the show. If you like the show, you always say, hey, how can I help? Go to Patreon, support the show. It's a great benefit to us, and we hope that you guys get a lot out of it. And the way that we have such a loyal group there, I think they do. And I think you will probably want to be in part of it as well. So Patreon subscribers, thank you as well. We always appreciate you. Yeah, Patreon, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Um, as we say every week, there's four different tiers. Each tier offers something special, something different, something unique to make you part of the show, interaction with polls, uh, being involved in Flashback Fridays, being involved with uh, ARC picks. Uh, so we thank you guys. Please check us out, patreon.com and Patreon. Search for us on the app if you have the app on your phone. Uh, but for everybody out there that's been an uh, active and ongoing Patreon member, thank you. Um, what we do next is we hop on over to Kiss World. Yeah, I was telling you before we started recording, we should start to create a new segment. And we should do Kiss World, where we talk about like news of the band. And then we should have another segment called What Stupid Shit Are the Band Members <laughs> Posting on Twitter This Week? <laughs> because band-wise... There's really nothing going on other than like the tour. The, the the tour is rolling. There's been really no new material, uh, you know, new no new, you know, merch or vinyl or anything coming out like that. Um, the one piece of quote unquote news: um, Eric Singer has been nominated uh, in the latest Modern Drummer Readers Poll in the rock category. Um, apparently, doing your laundry qualifies you to be a nominee for best rock drummer. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's in there with a couple other guys. He's in there with the guy from Sticks, guy from Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so who knows? Good for him, I guess. But uh, other than that, it's 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 pretty quiet in the news front. Uh, there's really not a lot of activity going on. 
Well, you got Peter being in a picture with death. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Joe Perry. Oh, oh. dude. Oh, my goodness. That looked like the Crypt Keeper part two. <laughs> Joe Perry is usually fucking jacked. And he's got abs and he looks good. What the fuck happened to him? He looks like death. Yeah, that was rough, dude. That like that was rough. I mean, Peter's old, but at least he had a smile. You know, it had like his and thumbs he looks up or whatever. Better. He he got rid of the Dracula black, as Courtney Cronin, yeah. Dole Spencer Cook Kulik says, and he's got a little grayish in there. I thought yeah, he's it was going really good, going natural. Yep, yep. Yeah, and he was also seen on Monday Night Raw, WWE's Monday Night Raw. Um, one of the the hot little uh, redhead Becky Lynch goes against the wall. He's oh, a nice yeah. good clip. Love her. Of, yeah, of um. Peter and Gigi right in the front row. Nice. They were in Madison Square Garden. God, but you know, Peter's still going to Madison Square Garden to see events. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. fucking awesome is that? Front row. Everyone's like, Peter Chris. Yeah. So God bless you, Peter. We love it. And I'm glad you uh and Gigi got a night out. And uh that's about it, Tom. That's all I got. Yeah, not a lot going on in Kiss World. Pretty quiet. So well, Tom, before we move on, I'm gonna grab my little tricycle. And uh, go to my uh, birthday party for the little kitties with uh, a clown and see if uh, I can have some fun. Sip on the go with a Starbucks iced shaken espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. Yeah, we're back. We just got back from uh, checking in with the adults, and uh, we're we're back at the kids' table. So let's uh, keep the show rolling. <laughs> I was gonna say a kitty party for you, but uh, <laughs> with my red balloon. I, uh, tonight we are all patriots. Yeah, and before anybody gets all worked up in a fucking lather, that's Robert Kraft from the Patriots. Dude, I'm not explaining okay, jokes anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you know explain jokes. You know why I'm doing this? Because I don't want, I can't believe you did that. That's Dude, why I'm explaining it. That's how Robert Kraft talks. That's how I talk too, but you don't fucking explain that. The problem is I can't remember the things I did when I was loaded. Well, Tom, another uh, new episode popped up on Reels, and I, you know what, I didn't. We didn't comment on this shit. Um, I, I, I know you had some strong feelings about this. It's a one-hour episode. It's called "Kiss: Story of Their Songs" on Reels Channel. There've been a couple already on the Reels Channel about Kiss and other bands, and we've talked about these things. This is a um, an ongoing series that they have. They did, uh, I think, Frontman too. They have series like that, uh, Breaking of the Band, stuff like that. It's usually the same players in their interviews, and they have stock footage and stuff. Once in a while, they'll put an uh, interview up of the band talking, but it's a story of their songs. It's done by Reels. It debuted Sunday night. I taped it. I watched it before this week's episode. Before I watched it right before we started to record. And, um, you know, I, 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 like I do, I usually write my little notes and give a, a breakdown of how the episode goes. Um, do you want to say anything before we start? Yeah. I'm, so reels. So it, it's a weird network. So I, I don't have cable. I have, uh, I have sling TV. 
So Reels is one of the optional channels on there. For people like us that are like music geeks, kiss tards, Reels has tons of these documentary type series. Like Zeus said, Story of the Songs is a newer one, Breaking the Band, Frontmen. Um, and in this particular series, Story of, of Their Songs, uh, they pick, I believe, I think I think each episode's three songs per artist that the story kind of revolves around. Um yeah, like well, signature songs or, yeah, we'll, or impactful songs. Yeah, we'll get into it. I, I felt like it was a little bit of a uh, bait and switch for me um, as a fan because I, I legitimately thought it was going to be the story of these songs. And mm-hmm. we'll get into what it actually is. But that being said, check out Reels. It's R-E-E-L-Z. It's hard to find. It's not everywhere. Um, were you just going to say R I Z Z O? I knew it. See, I knew I it. I can tell you when you Frank started Rizzo. smiling. I knew Rizzo. it. R I Z But yeah, check it out. Check out. We'll, we'll we'll break it down. We'll tell you uh, what's going on with this one. We we know somebody shared it in our Loudcasters page over the weekend before it aired, uh, which is cool. People knew it was coming. Um, so again, anything, anything kiss we consume, you know, it, it, yeah, you never, especially if get... it's new, if yeah, it's new, exactly, we want it, exactly. we want to get on it first. Exactly. So, um, the, you know, I, I find these things, uh, let me just say this one thing. I find these things fascinating because they're easily disposable. Just like, remember the VH1 used to put this shit on and it was about the music that we like when reels does this. This is about the music we like. This isn't a Grateful Dead retrospective. That's not Joni Mitchell. So this is the bands that we like. Can you believe they're doing one on Whitesnake, on Judas Priest? Metallica. Metallica. So I find this shit fascinating. Yep. These are the things they're talking about. And we have a channel that's talking about bands we actually like. Mm -hmm. And showing respect to our listeners our audience our peers this is what we discuss so i like that so even yep. if it's not that good i i enjoy that that, that shit's out there yep it's kind of like sports radio 98.5 in boston oh geez. i hate yeah. the fact that they don't know what they're talking about when they talk about hockey on felger and maz but i like the fact that at least they're talking about it. exactly some love. yep so yep it's the same thing here yep it's not as exactly what we want but we're glad that they're talking about these bands that's right Yep. So um, Tom and I came up with this thing. We called it Kiss Bingo. What's going to be on here? Let me guess. I think you said right off the bat, Gene was born where? In Israel. Bill Coin used his American Express card to finance the band. Like (laughs) drugs and alcohol for Peter and Ace. Oh, my God. It's, it's, It's incredible. Finding their identity in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yep. Triumph return of the band. Mm-hmm. Insert stupid gene comet. The big boys, how mm-hmm. to do it? Um, Kiss used to be innovators. Now they were followers. That's always a favorite one liner. Oh yeah. So Kiss Bingo. They start off the show. There's a lot of flashing, you know, imagery of of the band. Seventy five million sold. Only seventy five. I've seen over a hundred many times mentioned. Yeah. And then I see there's our buddy Martin Popoff. That's right. That was a nice surprise. From Pantheon Podcast Network and a guest on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, kiss live footage of them playing modern day Delilah. Mm-hmm. Mm, that must have been the cheaper version they can buy. You can buy them doing Love Gun. Fuck it. Get modern day Delilah <laughs> exactly. for 50 cents. 
Get Sam Loomis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they talk about the, what's going to be coming up. Rock and roll all night. Their breakthrough. I was made for loving you. The dramatic change in direction and lick it up. The radical reinvention, removing makeup for lick it up. So those are the three songs they picked. Right. And that is something that I think would make a great poll. Are those the three songs you would say are the most, I don't know, impactful or defining? You're not going to say best, but I don't know. Those are the three songs they selected. Let's talk about that for a second. What would you have picked? Yeah, well, first off the bat, I was surprised that right off the right away they tell you that those are the three songs rather than okay. kind of as the show goes to be like, oh, rock and roll all night. And then it was I was made for love you. I'll be honest with you. A lot of this stuff, whether it's reels or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's freaking stupid. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of on board with these three songs. I, I'm kind of on board with these three songs in terms of turning point, in terms of impact in terms of massive career um, milestones. I, I'm on I'm on board with these three songs. Rock and roll night's a given. Yep. But is that a positive thing? I was made for loving you. Because no, 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 no. It doesn't have to be positive. I think the way I, I interpreted you know I mean? it. Yeah. Yeah. The way I interpreted this was three songs that, that, that marked massive moments in their career, whether good or bad. I mean, I was made for love. You was a, was a career turner. You know, it wasn't like you can't have, you know, rock and roll night in, in Detroit rock city or what? Yeah, no, no, and no, they're no. not going to do that. That's building on the momentum. You've exactly, already exactly. I was made for love. You was a massive changed hit and changed it, everything. It changed the demographic of who listened. It alienated fans, which we'll get yep. into that. But so that's why I think it was huge And lick it up. Take the makeup off, you know, and what are you coming out with? Right. Right. So I, I don't have a pro. I don't have a, if you're going to pick three songs like that, I don't have, I don't really have a problem with that off if the you, top. Yeah. And let's be honest. And we'll get to this one. When, when we get to lick it up, if they took the makeup off and said premiering now, kiss without makeup. Here is give me more. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> we haven't reviewed that album yet, but I can't wait to tell you what I think <laughs> of that song. But I'm just saying like, would they have made it through that? They needed to come out with something strong. That's right. All right. Um, so then the next person I see is Eddie. There he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have comments when they get to Ace Frehley. Oh, somebody actually made a joke when they posted it on Loudcast. Somebody said, drink every time Eddie Trunk says something stupid about the <laughs> band or something like that. I mean, we love Eddie, but, you know, it was just funny. All right. So the story of the kiss and the three, sound, the three songs that helped make it the hottest band in the world fucking land i fucking hate that they changed it from land to world oh i I, land for some reason land sounds better i don't know why because it's the original and that's how it was yeah yeah until they said you know what it'd be better if we said world that's more dominance bigger like just fucking do the natural one that you had yes anyways then they do stock footage of nixon in the 70s and the godfather premieres on broadway here we go and then all of a sudden i'm like who's that guy i thought it was fucking uh What's his name there? I thought it was our old buddy West Beach that was there, but it was Ken Sharp talking about Paul and Gene's beginning. Guess where Gene was bu- uh, born, Tom? Uh, uh, I'm going to guess uh, Israel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Martin Popoff talks about Gene as well as being a good kid, no drugs and all that stuff. And then Ken talks about them recruiting Peter. And then all of a sudden I'm like, who's this guy? Marty Friedman? Uh, that I was shocked. I'm like, wait, 
Marty Freeman from Megadeth on him. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. That's how I got, I, that's when I started getting a little excited. It wasn't the same faces from the other Reels documentaries. So I think when we talked to Eddie Trunk, he mentioned this, like he does these things or like a bunch of stuff. And then they edit different portions. Correct. And then they cookie cutter certain stuff. So a lot of these kiss documentaries I have in the same on reels have the same footage, the same people talking, and then they just edit out certain parts. Oh, let's just save this one. We can put this part on the uh uh frontman version. Oh, we can yep. put this one on the breaking the band. I think that's what they end up doing. Yep. So, but Marty Freeman, I don't remember him in anything before. No. And they talk about Alice Cooper. And all of a sudden, Dennis Woolock comes on. The the kiss art director and he taught they talk too. So mm-hmm. I'm all right immediately, Tom. I'm actually at this point like, wow, I'm I'm gonna hear different people Me that too. I find interesting talking about kiss, not the same talking heads, which is why I will say I was optimistic about this. Me too. I'm with then you. I really got optimistic because out pops Stevie Vi. Exactly. And, and they, all these faces kept coming. I was like, okay, this is cool. I was waiting for Dr. Judy Ho. I don't think we, we, didn't, we didn't see her. Ho! Uh, oh, but, but, but I'm Jim Duggan. <laughs> yeah. But I was on board. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, Stevie Vibe, Marty Friedman. This is kind of cool here. Yeah, and him and Eddie were talking about the characters, of course. And then, of course, they got to add the, the typical Gene quote. We were four bums off the street. We oh. wanted to be the biggest band in the world. Yeah, and, you know, they use some audio of him and some video of him and Paul and some of the interviews. And Dennis Wallach talks about the early shows being scary and the originality of it all and yep. talks about Bill Coins deal with them. Nothing that we haven't heard before. But uh, I like hearing um, uh, Ken Sharp talk because obviously, oh, yeah. you know, he's a big kiss historian. But, you know, some of the stuff is build up generic stuff yeah. for the uh bubblegum episodes for people to digest not yep. getting into too much details uh ken talks about the about bill's influence in the band and then all of a sudden can't miss a camera d snyder pops up oh f- dude oh god i got i got lots to say about him but i'll save i'll save it for a little bit later in the show but go and, ahead and him and martin talk about the kiss shows uh and then kiss has no money and what can they do so then the dialogue obviously goes to kiss alive and uh, Eddie and Ken both talk about that, and they break for the first commercial. And then they get into, by the mid-70s, because of their live shows, they got a cult following. And the Paul clip, and t- t- typical Paul fucking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, people are hungry to see the show, and we're here to feed the masses. Oh, God almighty. <sighs> you Stop. know he writes these things down. Oh, and book. It, yeah, and he's like, oh, this is great. Green material. Well, you are what you eat. I'm hungry. Oh, mm. Jesus. <laughs> Stop. And I'll be eating around Lisa Sparks. <laughs> Better watch out for that crispy keen calendar. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 70 stock footage. Ken Sharp, Bill of Coin Amex. Bingo. There it is. Yep. Um, Marty Freeman talks about them needing an anthem. Paul comes up with the course. Gene's gut. Drive me wild. And the two combined to create. The song we all know and love, Rock and Roll All Night, which was the lead single off Dress to Kill and only went to number 68. I was like, fuck, I don't remember. It went that high? That's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. What do you expect? Right. Yeah, this isn't ZO2. <laughs> I mean, it's Kiss. ZO2. Be nice to poor Joey. <laughs> oh, Joey. <laughs> and then Eddie Trunk talks about them, you know, not catching on and how alive, alive basically changed everything 
the narrator, narrator says Gene's blistering vocals on the song we're talking about. And Martin Popov jumps in with says his growly low voice sounds amazing. And then that guy, I think he was in the last video we watched, Matt Nathanson. Yeah. Wasn't he the idiot from the last time we watched yep. it? He, he certainly was. Wasn't he a radio personality before? And I now he's so. called a singer songwriter as his credits. Yeah. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Put it <laughs> but that that's way. what they said, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the narrator says then Paul's uh, anthemic chorus sung by the whole group in arena. And Lyanna Dawes, I don't know who she oh, is. She's she's the she's the 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 you know the textbook like music journalist, the music academic who knows nothing about the band and is reading cookie cutter kiss 101 entry level shit to us, but she was annoying me. Um, she says though that Paul, who was masculine, he was fearless and he had a hairy chest and right he was- off. And he was yeah. sexy. Yeah, right off the bat, I'm like, the first word you use to describe him is masculine. You're, you are not a Kiss fan. Okay. And may the first front man be a masculine front man. Yeah, it really. She's like, oh, he was masculine. I'm like, wait, are you talking about Paul Stanley right now? I mean, we love Paul it's, Stanley. It's but- probably the chest hair, Tom. Yeah, that okay. 70s chest hair, Burt Reynolds. Oh, shit luck. Jesus. <laughs> Gorilla chest. Let's make love, you silly, hairy little man. <laughs> masculine. And their first child be a masculine child. God. Poor Paul. Thank you, Luga. My most valued friend. <laughs> Don Colleone, I'm going to leave you now because I know you are busy, man. This is what I like. So these little nuggets you don't find really anywhere. So I don't know what Steve Vai is going to talk about Ace's solo on rock and roll all night. Agreed. Yes. Uh, these are the things that make it worth it. Yep. Again, the episode's only a fucking hour. So how can you go wrong? Yep. Um, the narrator talks about how Ace added the solo onto the live track. And then Steve Vai says it was just perfect. And Joe Bonamassa jumps in. He says it was on an edge and gives it swagger. And it's not too precise. Like, Meaning it was ballsy in that sloppy, awesome playing. Now you got Joe Bonamassa talking. You added him. Yeah, right off, right off the bat, you got like two fucking legends talking about, uh, uh, you know, commenting on Ace's solos. Yeah, these are like great guitar players. This isn't what Cece Deville thinks of fucking. <sighs> anyway, um, and then Dennis Wall talked about the how he designed the album of Alive and talked about the pictures on the front coming up with the ideas of the letters and suggesting calling the album Alive not Live which was awesome which is another little nugget that I like hearing him say but yep. you don't really hear that no nope. um Rock and Roll Night went up to number 12 if you guys remember that from Alive uh Marty Friedman talks about the fact that Rock and Roll Night the jocks started liking Kiss not just the freaks now they're going to start hinting at what's coming. And they talk about 1977 by them. They're the most popular band in the world. Joe Bonamassa. And there's some um, talks about merch and somebody named Michael Christopher, some mystical uh, music historian. They also talk about merch and, you know, obviously kiss on top of the world commercial. Yep. Back in 78 kiss on top of the world. Eddie and D talking about the makeup and who they were. And then Jay Messina, a kiss rate recording engineer says, that's right. Picks were taken 
but bodyguards would grab the camera and take the film out. We've always heard those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I like the fact, again, it's a new voice that I'm hearing. Yep. Talking about Kiss. Yep. Uh, Jay Martin talk about uh, Peter and Ace antics. And the narrator says that Paul wanted Kiss to take a new direction. And then they mention, you know, obviously the stones and do 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 do. Oh, yeah. And yep. uh and uh Rod Stewart, Rod Stewart. And who who was the co-writer on that song? None other than shout it out loud cast guest and Pantheon podcast member Carmine Apiece. And he did uh Rod Stewart did uh Do You Think I'm Sexy? That's oh, right. Yep. Terrible song. Oh anyways, and that Paul wanted to embrace this. Uh, Eddie says Paul started going to Studio 54 and they talk about it. So it's Ken. Uh, Eddie says Paul would see Desmond Child in Rouge mm-hmm. and began yep. a friendship and that they wrote, I was made for loving you. So now they're talking about song number two. Desmond Child was still in Greece, getting some award from the president of Greece. I saw that. That's right. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, I don't know. I don't think he's Greek, but uh, he's over there doing something about his songs and stuff. So, anyways, uh, future guest. Um, oh, yes. And then the, the narrator talks about how Peter and Ace are against this and it appears that the band was selling out. And Eddie says it was a complete 180 from what Kiss was billed on. And then the narrator says that I was made for loving you. The first ever Kiss song that Peter Chris didn't play the drums. Really? That's the first song. So, uh, I don't know, uh, Alive 2. <laughs> he played on all that. Well, yeah, I, I, I. Uh, that's inside Kiss Tard stuff. I think it's just referring to like studio uh, albums. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. That's not the first song out that Kiss uh, Peter didn't Plus, play on. It's never been proven or documented that Peter did not play on those live two tracks. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, and then uh, yeah, Jay Messina uh, also states Peter wasn't there. And then who do they bring on? Anton Fig. That was Woo-hoo! pretty cool. That was pretty cool right there. I haven't heard him in like these videos and stuff. So nope. that now I'm like, oh shit, Anton yep. Fig is going to talk. So he just goes on and says, I was in the right place at the right time. Says he didn't like it because he, he says he can really mess with the dynamic of a band. I'm like, yeah, it certainly did. And that all started by Ezrin with yeah. that shit. And I'm playing fucking cards. I appreciate that comment from Anton Fig, though, talking like acknowledging that, like, you know, I'll, they're going to pay me. I'll do it. But this is this, you know, this this could cause a problem. Yeah. But that he wasn't going to turn down the work. Yep. And management paid him extra not to talk about it. And he said it was like a gentleman's agreement. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to do that. That's and right. That's because he's a professional, you know. Um, and then the narrator talks about Paul experimenting with falsetto. Oh, my now, God. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So immediately I think falsetto, Paul. Oh, that's fucking the elder. I'm like, oh, but that's before the, uh, that's after this. I'm thinking, was there any falsetto that Paul did prior to this? Prior to I was made for loving you. I'm thinking, isn't there some no. falsetto on his solo album? Not like this. Hold me. Uh, Touch me. Even if there was, I don't think they're going to reference that because that's a, that's I, not. I a, mean, I think that's false yeah, there, but I think, yeah, you know, you're right. But anyways, uh, yeah, the the narrator said Paul experimented. Dennis Wallach said that 
boy, that's not Kiss at all. And Ken says it shows his incredible vocal ability. And then they do the close up of the video of Paul performing. You're right when he does get heaven there. Yeah, like which you did. Shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, but it, is that a positive thing? <laughs> Perfectly said. Yeah. The narrator says Paul chose the chorus inspired by the full top, the four top standing in the shadows of love. And then that uh, singer, songwriter, DJ, I don't know who the fuck he is. Matt Nathan says, as the chorus is magical, Steve Vai says it's delivered in a way that can only be done by a person who has passion to do it. That statement I thought was awesome because after he says that it goes to the video and, and he Steve Vai nails it because Paul Stanley is not pretending to love singing that. So he loves singing that song, whether or not he wrote it because he was trying to follow the disco trend, but with, with him singing that song, he was into it. Like he believed it. And I thought that was a really cool comment by Stevie Vai. Absolutely. So this is why immediately my, my head went like, wow, look at the video, look at the comp, Look at the confidence he has yep. singing it, grabbing the microphone, looking right at it yep. and being like, I think Paul in his head goes, there's no fucking way this ain't going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. And he had the balls to say it and sing it in ways like, fuck you. I can hang with anybody and make top 10, top 15 hit 20 hits, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I agree. Yep. And even Anton uh, jumps on that and says the vocal range was outstanding. Mm. Um, Anton says, and he talks about, again, shit that, you know, you don't hear people talk about much. Something new. Anton says, what made that sound, you know, the song in the breakdown in the middle. The whip. Yeah, yeah, that shit. That he had a bunch of sticks in each hand, banged them together, and then they ran them through a harmonizer, mm-hmm. made it sound like a whip. Yeah, see, that's cool. That's what I wanted this entire documentary to be about, to get into the weeds and the minutia of all these songs. Rather than just a quick, quick, uh, you know, a quick little comment or quip here and there. I wanted the whole thing to be like that, but I'll take what I can get. And then when you, I didn't really think about it, but it is accurate. The narrator goes in that Ace pulled out all the stops with his guitar solo. It is a great solo. It's a quick, it's a quick solo, but it's pretty awesome. And Marty Freeman talks about, and these are the things I love. A guitar player talking about Kiss music says he made the solos that fit each song. His solos weren't interchangeable. It gave each song his identity, meaning like, I'm not just going to do a noodle thing. You can throw that in, which you get on a lot of fucking metal shit in the eighties, nineties and shit that I hear today. I don't hear any passionate solos that go with the song. So the stuff that I, you know, knock on wood, a lot of this metal core and the newer stuff that I listen to, I don't feel that it's melodic and touching in the middle of the song. I just think it's incredible guitar playing. But if you put that in any of the songs on the album, I wouldn't know that you changed them. No, that's why Ace is. That's why Ace is fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, I mean, we make fun of the Ace cult, but I'm part of it because you're right. He th- he takes this disco song and throws in like a, a quick solo, but it's it, it 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 can't be interchanged anywhere else. It's it's the solo that I was made for loving you. Perfectly said. And that's why all my favorite guitar plays that I enjoy, you the same can be said of them. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, George Lynch, Jimmy Page, uh, I, I don't know, fucking Warren Martini from Rat, their solos and, and Randy, of course, Randy Rhodes. Yep. They, all of them. You yep. like it fits the song and you yep. know it. 
So, and that's a great to hear from a guy like Marty Freeman, who's a big guitar God to a lot of people. Uh, then they talk about hiding the fact that Peter didn't play. The song went up to number 11 and then big tough guy. D Snyder has to chime in. That's when they lost me. Kiss sold out. You're dead to me. Um, I'm sorry, asshole. Didn't you do a song called leader of the pack? Dude, like, l- 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 let me just say this right now. D Snyder did this interview with an affliction t-shirt on. Now, if you don't know, if you people that don't know what an affliction t-shirt is, it is pretty much the uniform of being a complete and total douchebag. Okay. <laughs> the people that wear affliction t-shirts are the people that hang those little ball bags off the back of their trailer <laughs> hitch on the back of their F-150. Those are the guys that wear affliction t-shirts. And if you're listening to this right now and you're wearing an affliction t-shirt and you didn't know that you were a douchebag, I just told you that you are. <laughs> so D Snyder is fucking horrible. And you, you oh, yeah, oh, fucking her. Like you oh, said, it's yeah. not metal enough yeah, for me. Oh, okay, D Snyder. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Like you said, didn't he also do like, like Be Cruel to Your School or something like that? Like another <laughs> cover song? What, the Beach Boys? Be True to Your School. Or, or rah, something. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, the leader of the pack. Like, what are you talking about? This guy's awful. He, he's, he's like, his mouth is as big as Sebastian Bach and like just as annoying. Just a big friggin' yapper. Ugh. Next week on Shout Out Loud, D. <laughs> D. Snyder. Mark my words, he'll be on our show someday, and we'll think that he doesn't listen to this. And I'll sit there and be like, D, oh, you're so great. Where can I get that affliction T-shirt? <laughs> is your nose always that handsome, or is it new? Are you part of the Ace Frehley nose growth fucking <laughs> formula that you're using? At all Marty Friedman says he felt betrayed And felt stabbed in the back Eddie talks about that they lost Hardcore fans but he's right They were replaced with Pop and disco fans That's right They grew to a bigger audience Mm -hmm. Right so and they became younger 80s Peter replaced Eric Uh, Peter 1980 Eric's replaced with 1980, Peter's replaced with Eric. They skip on mass and they go to the video World Without Heroes. Yeah, I, I I thought I like fell asleep for a minute. I'm like, wait, they just totally glossed over unmasked. But if you think about it, which makes sense, I guess, if you're doing a quick one hour documentary, you're not going to bring up unmasked. I mean, we can have a whole fucking argument about this stuff. Is 79 is I was made for loving you. It was still number 11. They could have built on it. But they had a fucking shitty tour. They're fighting. They're not promoting it. They could have just expanded to a bigger audience. That's right. But was it disco? I was made for loving that killed them. Or is it all the other shit and unmasked and everything else that came down the pipe? Yeah. Anyway, um, Nara talks about uh, Ace quitting. Then, of course, I'm like, Ace is about to quit. Where is he? Where is he? There he is. Yep. Cuts to Eddie, of course. Ace was enormously popular member of Kiss. <laughs> Thanks. Good one. The band was in free fall. Talk about replacing Ace commercial. Um, they talk about then come back and say anthemic rock and roll all night to the disco inspired. I was made for loving you by 82 kiss empire seemed to crumble. And he talks about the interest in kiss dropping in the seventies. They were innovators by the eighties. They were followers. Bingo winner. 
<laughs> we got a couple already. Yep. Uh, the narrator talks about contractual complications that Ace had on Creatures of the Night, despite not playing on the band. He's part of it. And then Eddie says they had they had him do the media tour for it, even though he was never planning on being part of the tour. That is an Ace uh, perspective that he's talking oh, about. Yeah. yeah. One right? thing I did like that I don't remember ever seeing that picture backstage of Eric Carr and Ace, like looking at the Creatures of the Night album cover. With Ace yeah. on it, I'm like, I don't remember ever seeing that clip before. I thought that was kind of neat. Something something that I don't recall seeing, and I was like, okay, that's kind of neat. Who the fuck is this guy? What? Who's it? What? Fox? What the fuck is going on here? I didn't play on this piece of shit hey, album. Who put the makeup on Peter wrong? <laughs> what happened to the fucking kitty cat? <laughs> yeah. You thought I was fucked up. Look at the fucking Peter's makeup this time. Oh, you're a different guy? Okay. Just like we said at Creatures Fest, after he hugs Peter and Gigi. All right. See you later, Eric. Say hello to Rachel for me. All right, brother. I'll see you, Eric. (laughs) Say hello to Shannon for me. (laughs) Dude, that's Peter and his wife is Gigi. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) I remember that guy. Oh, anyways. Um, and then they Ken Sharp, and we've heard this before, talks about how Creatures of the Night was an audition for Kiss Guitarist. And they mentioned Richie Sambora, and then Marty. This is another good part. Then they say Marty Freeman was one of that audition, too. Oh, and they were great. asking him, This was great. Is your hair dark? Yes. Are you six feet tall? No. And then they and then they show a picture of him and Megadeth, and they show the band and they show how much shorter he is than everyone. I'll be honest, I had no idea that he wasn't tall. I had no idea. So I didn't know. I thought he was going to say, yeah. And uh, I guess he's five foot seven. Dude, Marty Friedman in Kiss. That would have been an interesting turn right there. Yeah. 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 Uh, clips of uh, I Love uh, Loud video. Then Eddie says Vinny was a talented guy. Vinny brought something as a songwriter that was really working well for Kiss. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Say that. So as much as as great as everybody else is. I'm like, that combination is fucking fantastic. Uh, then Vinny wrote, co-wrote eight songs on the next album, which, of course, was Lick It Up. Uh, Lania Dawes, again, they had to fit and change to survive. Then who pops out? God bless him. May he rest in peace. Michael James Jackson. Yeah, that was cool to see him. Yep. Um, and, you know, talking about taking off the makeup, it was a powerful card to play. But truth is, it was the last card they could play. That's right. That was a great statement. That's right. Uh, Eddie was saying that it was necessary in a smart move at the time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Reminds me of the fucking Undertaker. The Undertaker came out as a character. I know you love wrestling talk. And then he became the Underbiker. There was a Harley guy coming out to American Badass. And that awful, awful song by Limp Biscuit. Keep rolling, rolling, whatever that fucking <laughs> That's song the name. That's the song. Yeah. He came out to that and they were on, like the underbiker. And then eventually he put the fucking costume back on, like Kiss. Yeah. And, and people realized, like, thank, yeah. Thank God. All right. Enough of the underbiker. Yeah. But, anyways, they go back to the MTV stuff. And Michael James Jackson, of course, says they were nervous. But what happens if we take the makeup off and no one cares? Eddie talks about how big it was. And Stevie Vai, of course, says, of course, it was a surprise because they were so good. And they're right. showing clips 
of, you know, the lick it up video. And they're talking mm-hmm. about how the footage, when you've seen the video, if you didn't see the MTV stuff, you see the video and it's just slowly showing the legs and then they cut to the main, you know, and it was, yeah, it was thing. great. And then Ken sharp was like, all of a sudden you see them and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's a good looking guy. Gene was a scary guy and still had his demonic persona. Uh, Martin Papa says they were embracing the hair metal. Got the fringing, colorful clothes. Yep. And then pops out this fucking idiot. Ricky Rackman. Oh, God. I know. I'm like, really, Making fun of them, saying that they look like they borrowed Olivia Newton-John's clothes and aerobics clothes. And and he's like, I never hear this, but you were so much tougher with all that makeup. First of all, first of all. Olivia Newton-John was fucking smoking in back in the day. Blazing, blazing hot. Oh, so. Ah. Yeah. She wasn't on that Krispy Kreme calendar. I tell you that. No, 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 no. We'd be making Krispy Kremes. Look at her a little longer. Looking good. Most definitely. And she had a good 70s country career before she got into Greece and all that other shit. But anyways, um, have you seen yourself in footage, Ricky Rackman, in the late 80s and stuff? And your teased up permed hair, that's a better look. Oh, I forgot now. You then became like grunge and you cut your hair and put earrings on and got tattoos. And now you're fucking street cred. Yeah, that was that was a weird one for me because I'm like Ricky Rackman you used to host Headbangers Ball. Like you 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 ran the, the cat house on fucking Sunset Strip, I believe. And, and like, hung out with Danger Danger and Danger, yeah. like all those fucking bands. Like, I, I mean, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, that was just a weird con. I'm like, I understand if you want to make a, a, a comment on the, on the change from the makeup and costumes to the eighties hair metal stuff. But to say that they looked like the out of place that they borrowed Olivia Newton, John, like, dude, they look like every other fucking band. Right. At that time. In 83, do you think In they look different than Motley Crue? Did, did right. they look any different than quiet, Riot? No, they're all wearing that shit. Right. Yeah. I didn't get that. Dude, I didn't get who the fuck are you? Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't talk get that. about fucking band and makeup and hair and what the people look like back then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. By the way, Ricky Rackman, future guest on the show. Probably. Yeah. Oh, Ricky, we love all. I, I really agreed with everything you said on that kiss documentary. Where can I get an affliction T-shirt? Ricky, uh, haven't mentioned you on the show ever before. Thank you for joining us today. Who the yeah. fuck is this asshole? <laughs> Yeah, some of your listeners send me some uh, clips. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I was just like, go fuck yourself, really. Anyways, I, whatever. Uh, D. Snyder said it was direct, it was catchy, it was singable. Um, and then, you know, Ken, I, I agree with him 100%. It was those sing along choruses mm-hmm. built for live audience. That's right. And Paul's a you, genius at that. When you think of that, right? When you think of that, yeah, it's exactly what Paul does. It's almost like he can imagine the band. Go, Look it up. Yep. Look it up. Whoa. Like you can imagine the fist bump and he can write songs like that, which is probably why he thinks say, yeah, is such a great live song because it's a chorus yeah, that you can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not a bad song and it could no. work if you sing it in the era of the 2010s to about 2015. Mm. And then, you know, you add all the other great songs you have, but not right. singing this in place of other classics. That's right. the problem with that. Song. Right. Um, and it was Martin Popoff. And I love this. This is a really simple song. It's actually a really well-written song. They're almost daring you to not like it because it's so simple. Oh, that's me. I don't like it because it's so simple. The song I is stupid. I can love it. It's stupid. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> uh, we'll break down these songs after at the end when we wrap up. Uh, Marty says the sound guitar sounds great and they're trying to sound heavy. Marty Freeman, that is. Uh, Michael James Jackson says he thought it sounded great. Kind of like a locomotive. It has that kind of energy to it. Very catchy and had the attitude. They sounded tough again. I agree with that. I do love it. Eddie Trunk was saying that this kind of knocked down the narrative. The kiss was only about makeup and costumes, not real musicians. It brought kiss into the eighties in their look and their sound. And it made them reach that fan base. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lick it up with top 20 uh, mainstream rock mainstream charts and the album back in the top 30 for the first time in four years. Uh, Eddie says uh, Kiss got a gold record with it. Clip to the reunion commercial. Come back. Martin says they had a great renaissance in the 80s. I love that Martin respects the 80s Kiss stuff. And because uh, he admits it's like, how many bands could say that gold records and platinum records in the 80s? Not many that's of them. It wasn't that right. fucking easy. Yep. Um, they talk about Vinny leaving, then nine, they skip to 1991, talking about Eric passing away. Then uh, Ken Glow's, uh, Ken Glonely talks about Eric, Eric Carr, that is. Um, and, and then, then you they, get, and then, and then you get literally one sentence on Bruce Kulik. Oh, yeah. And Bruce Kulik was in the band. That's it. That's it. Yep. Well, he's not in any of these songs. So and I, I get exactly. And that, that that's what I was just going to follow up by saying. He's not really he's not connected to any of these songs. So I get it. But and still. then they show the unplugged <clears throat> stuff and kiss rock and roll night played together for the first time. In 15 years. They talked about the reunion tour. Marty Friedman then says this. You sucked for over a decade. And now these guys that I remember are coming back to me. Marty Freeman, part of the Charlie Bonante fan love of kiss. Asylum. You toured with them on that album. I don't know it. Maybe it wasn't you. <laughs> but I looked right in your face. That was my favorite. I think Jack goes, you toured with them on that. I don't I don't know that. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know Asylum. <laughs> Asylum. I don't know no Godfather. I don't know. Uh, that, that. Uh, oh, I used to be in the olive oil business with his father. But that's it. But that's yeah. it. The FBI, they say Michael Corleone. There's Michael Corleone. But we have, but we have a signed affidavit right here. I gotta say, what's going on over here? That guy's awesome. I love the fucking Godfather. Stay tuned. Oh yeah, wink, wink. Yes. Um. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then the farewell tour compilation clips rehash of the three songs, and uh, you know, Vi, Sharp, uh, Bonamassa, and Vi all talk about those songs and stuff. And then the end of it, an hour. We just, that was all in an hour. Now, is it fucking unheard of shit? Anything like that? No. But I enjoyed the fact, Tom, that this had people that I'd never expected to be in a kiss. D. Snyder, yeah. Eddie Trunk, yeah. Fucking uh, a couple of the other people, yeah. But there were a lot of people that I didn't expect to be in this. And I appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'll say about this was that I did appreciate just seeing some new faces, you know, like hearing Ken Kelly, Martin Popoff, Michael James Jackson, Stevie Vai, Marty Free, like, but other than that, like, like I said at the beginning, you know, I felt like this was kind of a bait and switch because I was under the impression that we were going to really focus on 
the songs. All it was was just a repackaged band documentary where they spent maybe an extra, you know, minute or two minutes on rock and roll all night and a little minute or two on on I was made for loving you and lick it up. Um, But I get it. It's reels. It's okay. You know, it, it is a way to repackage and, and and distribute another band documentary and get fans like us talking about it and watching it. So I'm not going to fault them on that. And I will give them credit that this one was, a, it was a little bit different and had some new faces and some new comments, but um, are you going to learn anything new here? Not really. No, uh, but it's kiss. And that's ultimately what it comes down to seeing the band we love on TV. That's ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah. I, I, uh, I enjoyed this. These are those disposable, uh, you know, music uh, commentary docs on on bands that we enjoy, stuff that was going well in the uh, late 90s and stuff on VH1 and VH1 Classic uh, that I really liked. And it's about uh, those those artists in an era that usually doesn't get afforded documentaries, right? Um, Kiss, Whitesnake, Judas Priest. You know, it's not the usual... Pink Floyd, um, you know, Joni Mitchell yeah, and uh, everything else. Yeah. And so I enjoyed this, Tom, for what it was. Yeah. Look, it's Kiss. I absolutely enjoyed it. Was I expecting a little bit more when I saw the title of the thing? Yes, I was. And when it first started, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Here, Gene was born in Israel. I'm like, what the fuck? I know that. I thought you were going to give me more. And then once I settled in, I was like, all right, I'm in. It's Kiss. I love it. Yeah, I agree with you there, but I didn't see any of the other shows. So if I saw Judas Priest, they did one on this, uh, let's say, Kiss, uh, Judas Priest, story of their songs, then I would say, okay, I know what I'm expecting. Yeah. Half yes. of the Judas Priest doc that I saw something else will be in this, plus right. a couple new clips of them, somebody else talking about their shit. Yep, exactly. So I, I guess that's, that would be it. But yep. in the end, I enjoyed the three picks. I found them interesting. That's a conversation starter for us. But one of the things I want to, you know, before we go, we are going to rank these docs uh, like we do normally. But one of the things I want to mention is, um, yeah, I thought about what would be the next song. I get you're right. Um, the direction with I was made for loving you change. It doesn't lick it up to me. I, I, I think no other song I can think of. Except maybe. Uh, Heaven's on Fire would be the quintessential great song for them to come out with without the makeup. Because before that, uh, Creatures of the Night, the big song was I Love It Loud or let's say War Machine or something like that. You ain't doing demon-like songs without Gene and makeup as your breakout song to say we're different now. We're going to be like these other bands in the 80s. Yeah, and it, and it was 83, so you couldn't come out with Crazy Nights because that anthemic pop shit didn't, wasn't until 87, 88. Nope. So 83, it would had it, it, it had to have either Tears been... Tears Are Falling is a good song. No. It ain't fucking impressing anybody. No. To be no. like, here we are. It, ne- it needed to be Lick It Up or Heaven's on Fire. Yeah, I, I mean, I just lick it up, that anthemic. I mean, this, and also, the other thing we keep forgetting, we're so used to it, Flick It Up is fucking ballsy for a title. Oh, yeah. It's ACDC's big balls and fucking shit that's like, oh, it's kind of dirty. Yep. Lick Absolutely. Yeah, Lick right. In the crowd. And it is true, like that whole fucking 
family guy where, where they're in the Hummer and every time every Hummer is always playing lick it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like yeah. a guy, toxic masculinity, fucking lick it up. Yep. And that riff and that chorus. And it, yeah, that song really makes sense. This is our new album. This is our thing. We're no makeup. We can hang with these guys. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's and I, it's funny because like I said earlier, usually when I watch these things, I'm like, oh, come on. But I, I think those are the three songs I would pick. I honestly think that those are the three pivot point, turning point, landmark songs I would pick. Yeah, because everything else, Kiss was staying afloat. That's right. Taking yep. off the makeup. If that lick it up fell flat, like mm-hmm. I said, if they came out with fucking murder in high heels and yep. this is our new video and we're taking the makeup off how did that go that's the that's the genius of paul we talk about all the time he's like if we're gonna if we're gonna break new ground it has to be catchy and anthemic a big song and yep. this is it that's right and it's been in the set list ever since yep and i still can't stand it. it i fucking love it <laughs> love it and that's why i love doing this show with you brother we have that's right different opinions but that's right that's right it, it works yep. anyways what we do next tom is we uh, go to our docs and we've done a bunch of them yep. and we rank them. Um, so these are the documentaries we reviewed so far. Kiss Confidential, Second Coming, The Eric Carr Story, Kiss Breaking the Band, Any Biography, Kiss Frontman Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Reels, and now Kiss Story of Their Songs, Reels. So, Tom, would you like to read your list? What do you got? Yep. So for me, uh, my ranking right now at number six, I have the Eric Carr story. At number five, I have Kiss Frontman, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley Reels. Number four, Second Coming. Number three, Kiss Breaking the Band. Number two, Kiss Confidential. And number one is the A&E Biography. Uh, it's, it, this isn't bad, um, but... I'm going to put it at number five. I'm going to put it above the front men, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, just because this focuses on the band and the music a little bit more specifically. It encompasses, um, you know, all the different band members, a little bit of, you know, drama and stuff. So I'm going to put it there. So I have it at number five behind second coming and above front men. Okay. So Tom, starting from six to the top. I am uh, at six, Kiss Frontman, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley Reels. Five, Eric Carr Story. Four, Second Coming. Three, Kiss Confidential. Two, Kiss Break in the Band. Uh, number one, Any Biography. <sighs> Honestly, for a couple different reasons, Tom, I'm putting this at number two. Whoa. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Although I like, like, there's stuff in the Eric Carr story that I really like, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't move very well. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the, you know, the unseen stuff and seeing Eric and his family life outside and that's fascinating stuff, but obviously it wasn't done with his kiss availability, his kiss membership allowed. So it could have been done a lot better. Uh, second coming had some great parts, but it had some non like just boring shit. Uh, Kiss Confidential had some good parts, the take it off part, but yeah, Kiss breaking the band. 
Yeah. Dude, that was hilarious just because it had just because it had the, those reenactments. The reenactments. But the reason why I'm putting this as number two, and it's nothing great. Like, oh, you gotta see this. Have you seen this? You yeah. gotta see this. That ain't it. It's an hour. Yep. Very disposable. Yep. There isn't a portion of this that you're like, oh, you can um, you know, you don't have to see this, or oh, this part you can just skip. It's quick. Every part of it has uh, a section that should be discussed. And and the cool thing about it, too, it ultimately wraps up at Lick It Up. Yeah. And you know, they fly, it, they fly through the next 20 years of their career with, you know, but it's pretty much from 74 to 83. And in addition to that, it has feedback from people I haven't heard. Yeah. So it looks fresh to me. Yeah, it's watchable. It's absolutely watchable. Yeah. No doubt. And, and and that's just it, you know, with the, also the idea of like second coming and stuff that I've seen other shit. So if I'm ever going to have, if second coming is on or the story of their songs, reels come on, I probably watch story of their songs is a fucking hour. Well, it's actually 48 minutes probably. Yeah. With the commercials. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, so okay. it's disposable. It's easy. It's not boring. I'm interested in hearing other parts of this. And I like the breakdown and the selection of the songs and the way they do that a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually enjoyed this one, guys. I did. Yeah. It definitely gets it definitely gets a recommendation. No doubt. Yeah. And one other part is addition by subtraction. There's no psychiatrist fucking giving the opinion of what's oh, going on. I, with the I, band. Wanted, I wanted Judy Ho. Judy Ho. <laughs> well, so, Tom, what we do next is we go to this. Yes, we do our question of the week brought to you by the wonderful Fusion Tech. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area, providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit them and their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Boom. All right. And this week, our question comes from our good friend and longtime listener, Lance Lumley. Hey, Tom and Zeus, love the new website, Nicely Done. A somewhat fun question to ponder. We all have our favorite KISS member. Mine is Eric Carr. That's Lance saying that. But I wanted to ask, which member do you think has matured the most since being in the band? It's hard to think of rock and rollers being classy or mature, but in my old age, I was wondering which member do you think has so-called grown up after living the rock and roll lifestyle? Okay, so I can think of the most grown up of all of the things that have been done by KISS members. I would say Gene's is probably that the obvious one because his view on marriage, he used to give that same misogynistic I'm a dog. I, uh, like and fucking talk down to people. Now he's all loving about uh Shannon. He talks about her being a great mother. He shows respect for marriage and he shows respect for love. Yeah, Gene, I would say. Okay, that's kind of funny because I think Gene, I love Gene, 
um, matured me. Yeah. If from that aspect, yes. Um, I would probably kind of agree only because of where he was. I mean, he's still, he's still kind of, um, silly and kind of a bozo, but, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Bruce was never really, he was always grown up for the most part, like Bruce, Paul, like those guys, um, Tommy, I don't really know much about him. He's kind of, he's a quiet guy, Eric, kind of the same thing. So I honestly, by default, probably have to say Gene and, and, and I would use the term matured loosely um, because he really is still kind of like a kid at heart, with, especially with some of his social media stuff. Yeah. Um, or he'll walk on, or he does like the, the Gene, he'll go on sound check in a bathroom, flash his ass a little. Yeah. You know, he's being silly a little yeah. bit. But matured, I think everybody was already kind of like, kind of mature, like stuffed shirts, kind of in the, in the way. So, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird question. It's a, it's a good question, Lance. And we always appreciate your your interaction and feedback. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would probably just say Gene and probably kind of piggyback on what Zeus said about the whole marriage angle and how he's you know embracing the married life and the family life. I think it's a great question. Yep, always, Lance. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Tom, where can people find us? Please start with our awesome website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can go there, find all the episodes, all the rankings, all the lists, uh, everything that we talk about on this show, you can find there. You can also find all the album review crew episodes. Can you find a Krispy Kreme calendar? Not yet, but we will maybe we'll try to put a link on there for you so you can take a look. Uh, you can find the Zeppelin Chronicle uh, episodes that we've done. You can find links to merch on there so you can buy some Shout Out Loudcast gear. Uh, you can also click on links and see all of our friends. Uh, we talked about James Campion earlier. You can click on the link there, take it to his website. And you can buy his books and everything. Uh, check it out. We Zeus has put up some really great uh, photo albums about Creatures Fest, the Kiss Cruise, all that stuff. There's a ton of stuff on there. You can message us directly from the website as we read those tonight, which is awesome. So please check that out. And of course, our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please use that one. Um, we might not read every one of them during the show, but we read them. Uh, we talk about them. Sometimes we might breeze through them if it's a great email, but a little bit long. Um, and of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, please interact with us on there. Tag us, take pictures. If you see something kiss related or show related or Krispy Kreme related, tag us in it. Um, and of course, as we mentioned earlier, we're part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows. The aforementioned Martin Popoff has a great show called History in Five Songs. Check him out and check out the other great shows. And of course, our wonderful Patreon family. We love you guys. Check us out. Patreon.com and the Patreon app. Yeah, you can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube. channel. Uh, we got a shitload of them now. After our uh, Sam Loomis episode, jump on there and subscribe to us there. Uh, give us one of those five star, star child reviews so people can help find our podcast. If you give us one of those reviews, we always read them on the air. We appreciate it. It's a big help to us. And uh, we can't thank you enough when you do something like that. It's uh, a tremendous value for the show. And you can do that on any of the areas where you listen to podcasts. Uh, good pods, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Facebook, wherever you can find them. Uh, I always like to repeat our awesome website, shout it out loudcast.com. Uh, we put a lot of work into it. It's uh kick ass. We got a lot of stuff on there. We're trying to update some features here and there, uh, new photos and stuff. You guys 
keep sending us the photos of the T-shirts. We please take yes. a look at our loudcasters images there. We yep. got some good looking people there and some. So uh, they need a little help. But, uh, you know, for the <laughs> most part, you guys are good looking people. So keep sending us those and uh, keep interacting. And we love to get your feedback. And we, it's always appreciated. Uh, and don't forget, you can always email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Those are big helps. And again, Tom mentioned the merch. Get the shirt from the website. Take the photo, send it in, and then you end up on the website. There you go. Don't forget our Amazon store, which is a big help to us as well. Buy anything you want. Click on the Amazon link. And, uh, you know, Amazon works, guys. They'll take care of you. So uh, that will be another big one. Uh, Anything else you can do to help the show, and that'll be greatly appreciated, especially a Patreon membership. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I wrapped it up, Tom. And what we always end up doing before we wrap up officially is we go to famous last words. You got any? Tonight, I want to see it in your eyes. Feel the magic. There's something that drives me wild. Don't want to wait. Till you know me better. Let's just be glad for the time together. Life's such a treat. And it's time you taste it. There ain't a reason on earth to waste it. It ain't a crime to be good to yourself. Most definitely. Tom loudcasters kiss army everyone out there listening thank you love you guys you're the best thank you for all the support the kind words the birthday wishes everything for being fans of our awesome show you make it awesome we're proud of it and uh we love that you're part of the family so thank you zeus as always my friend thank you peace out girl scout So one week later, do you believe Roy or do you believe Roy is Sam Loomis? I don't know if Roy is Sam Loomis. Um, (sighs) I will give you a million dollars. You have to pick one or the other. What is most likely true? Or column C, none of them are. It's not Roy. It's not. It's not Roy. I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure who it is. It's not Roy. That's my serious. If I had to put money on it, I don't think it's Roy. I'm not sure if it's the other people that he named, but I don't think it's Roy. I think there's four questions. Is it the other people? Is it Roy? Is it one of the two people? Or is it neither of the two people? Hmm. My guess it's one of them. I mean, by default, it would probably I would probably have to agree with you because I don't think it's Roy, but I just I I, I don't know. I don't know who else it would be. I mean, you also got to remember that none none of these people get along with each other. So listening to them, it's like there's no like there's no honor among thieves. So listening to any of them is is kind of could be hazardous to your health. 
if you put a gun to my head and yep. said, you need to decide, I'd probably say it's Roy <laughs> of anything like you. I mean, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't fight you on that, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't fight you on that. But I don't, I mean, again, I, I don't care enough to fucking no. put the effort in to dig it out and find out if it is him. No. I find this shit fascinating and a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, you know, no, it, no harm, no foul. If it's no. not Roy, I can laugh with him about it and say, oh, oh absolutely. Know, he laughs about it. You heard, I you don't know, you, dude. You heard him laugh when we, when we said, is it you? Yeah, exactly. 